Greetings, ghouls. Okay, so to bring it to a weird tangent in a tangent within a tangent. Skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fans of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. I am Jeremy. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, I uh, made a lot of notes for this one and scratched off a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah. So this, I don't want to call it our Super Bowl, because obviously that's more of like our Halloween episode where we have like our big finale, but this is, you know, the end of the year. So we call it maybe our All-Star Game, where we pick the best movies of 2022. Yeah, yeah, all-star game. Like it, it doesn't really count, but it's still fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, like home run derby and shit. Exactly. Or, that's what I'm oh, about. even better, the slam dunk contest. I always thought that's fun. But you know what they do now? They, like, let you have do-overs. They do? Yeah. You can, like, try 20 times to get your, like, <laughs> one cool stunt in. It, it used to be you had two. Yeah, it's... Like, you had you ridiculous. had two chances if you... If you Freaking brick both of them to go back to the end of the line. Get out of here. <laughs> All right, so New Fears Eve. We're doing a top 10 of our favorite movies of the year, and there were a lot of good movies this year. There were a ton. So pop your champagne, grab your party hat, and let's dive right in. I got I got eggnog. Oh, dude, I do too. Sweet. Cheers. Cheers. Mine's simple. Just vodka. Bourbon. A little bit of cinnamon. I didn't have any left. I could have thrown like a fireball in there, but yeah. The fireball's pretty good um, with eggnog. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, my number 10. Dream Widow was a band. They were supposed to be the next Black Sabbath. Well, things went awry, and their lead singer killed the whole band, sold his soul to the <laughs> devil, and then recorded, well, I guess they already recorded the album. So fast forward a few years, Dave Grohl and the gang, also known as the Foo Fighters, move into a house to record their 10th album, Studio 666. Such a fun movie. So ridiculous, but fun, gory, obviously there's good music in it, it's just a a fun time. If you want a serious movie, maybe check something else out on the list but uh <laughs> it, it's definitely fun and they you could tell how much fun they had making it they uh you absolutely and and you know what they weren't that bad like acting wise i actually thought they were pretty good for people who don't have any acting experience <laughs> hey they they did the fudos commercials you know they helped ah. the lady move move her car and ah that's true i mean that's yeah, acting yeah i don't of course unfortunately taylor passed away not not long after the release of the movie some great kills his was actually awesome oh yeah the the symbol was it the symbol yeah oh yeah there was some great kills the humor was great i mean whitney cummings was their roadie slash next door neighbor yeah uh, i mean a lot of cameos john carpenter made an appearance fun movie awesome fun movie fun movie great soundtrack oh yeah and dream widow the fictional band actually has an album that you can listen to it's basically just heavy foo fighters yeah based yeah that's essentially what it is yeah it's if the foo fighters just did death metal 
Yeah, it, it's actually really good. Yeah, no, I agree. Yep, cool. All right, my number ten. This one, I um, again, I I know I've beat to death that I'm not a huge found footage fan, but this one made sense. I went with Deadstream on Shutter. This movie was hilarious. It's so funny. Like I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. People are going on and on about it. So we have disgraced internet personality Sean. So yeah, so he paid some homeless guy. The the guy got hurt. He got canceled, and now he's trying to get his following back. Right, and he posts like this, like whatever apology. So he's gonna try and get his followers back by going into this haunted house and showing people that you know he can stick it out. He takes the spark plugs out of his car, throws them in the woods. Oh my god! Right when he did that, I was like, "You dumbass." Well, he he literally said, he's like, I want to not be able to leave. Yeah. Like, okay. And then, like, he locked himself in, threw the key down a grate. I'm just like, what are you doing? But, like, he was fucking funny. He was and funny. A lot of the comments I saw were like, this guy's so annoying, blah, blah, blah. He's over the top. But that's the point. He's a YouTube personality. Uh, his concept is he's kind of a pussy. So he does yeah. all the things that scare him. And those are his episodes, and he's scared of ghosts, so he goes to this haunted house. Yeah, yeah so the, the, yeah. the whole movie is basically, it's a live stream, which in this, you know, scenario, it makes sense. Like a, like a found footage type movie. Yeah, he puts cameras all over the place, he's interacting with people, and it's some of those, like, I'm, I was trying to read as many as I as I could, and some of them were hilarious, like, this guy sucks! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> some of them were brutal. Uh, and they like you know show him name each camera. He's like, oh, this is the Mildred cam. No, this is the Mill dead camera. <laughs> yeah. So and he's basically just he he pissed off a vengeful spirit, and his uh, big comeback event becomes a real time fight for his life. Yes. Uh, the ending was 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 pretty fucking badass, and I love how like every scrape or cut, like everything, it was just duct tape. Oh, yeah, he, he loved like, duct tape. Awesome. Like, his leg got, like, split open something awful, and he's just like, oh, I'm going to duct tape that. I'm like, yeah, how much that's going to hurt when to you come take that off? off. Oh. Yeah, yeah, this was a, a fun movie. and like, like you said, found footage, but it made sense in this scenario. Right. Like, it was perfectly right. done. Uh, the guy was funny. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Some of the, the jump scares and stuff right, worked Yeah, really well. Yeah. No, I was, I, I was definitely surprised. Well, okay, and number nine. I was going to say we're going to 2022. All of these movies are from 2022. <laughs> the Cellar, written and directed by Brendan Muldowney, featuring Alicia Cuthbert. Cuthbert? Sorry. Cuthbert? Uh, I thought it was Cuthbert. Cuthbert, sure. You know, oh, I, I, you've um, you've seen, seen her one. in such things as 24 seasons, yep. all of them, I think. <laughs> seasons, all of them. All of them. Uh, she was in Captivity, House of Wax remake, which I think is more of a tourist trap remake. But anyway, the, we're talking about the cellar. So she moves into a new house. It's like one of those, how did we afford this house? I wonder what may have happened here. And it was this like mathematical genius, like architected the, the house to become possibly a gate to hell. And the whole movie... The premise is there's these stairs that lead into the cellar, and her daughter goes missing. So the whole movie is a mother's frantic 
search to find her daughter while maintaining her sanity. And it, it's everyone around her, she seems like a crazy person. Like, obviously, you lose a kid in your house. You're going to go crazy. Yeah. But is she crazy? I don't know. Watch the movie and find out. That was one I actually had not seen yet. It is a good movie. Uh, where is it on Shutter? It's dark. Yes, I saw it on Shutter. All right. My number nine. I went with They Them. They Them. They Them. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Yeah. Yep. Anna Klumsky also. Uh, so essentially Whistler, a uh, gay conversion camp, has been in operation by the same family going back generations. Currently the camp is operated by Owen Whistler, played by Kevin Bacon, and his wife, Dr. Cora Whistler, Carrie Preston. Uh, they have a small staff of four. Activities director Amy, her gay conversion camp alumni turned athletics director boyfriend Zane, groundskeeper Balthazar. Oh, jeez. Always, there's always a groundskeeper. And Molly, the camp counselor who uncovers the horrors of Whistler Camp at the bequest of camper Jordan. A, uh, a fifth employee emerges as a decoy within the campers. Suddenly, employees are picked off in a murderous streak by an unknown assailant. This huh. was um, it, it was pretty good. Where, pretty so, good. It's your number nine, and I'm <laughs> so no. It it was it was it was really good. So like you know at the beginning, they have you know they split them up. Okay, the boys are gonna be over here. The girls are gonna be over here. Then you have Jordan. Now, if who, you want to convert them from being gay, don't, shouldn't you mingle everyone together? So you say conversion camp, like, I mean. So basically, their their parents sent them there to not be gay. To ungay them. Yes. Uh, do they do like shock therapy or like I know that some of these pl- no, places so the, like, like legitimately exist and they do horrible things. So literally, like the first scene, like when they get there. So of course, like you know, Jordan, who I'm, I'm assuming is like non-binary. She wants. She was neither nor. She's like, I don't want to be in either of these. So. Like, Kevin Bacon comes out, he goes and does the whole nice spiel where it's like, oh, you know, I don't want you to not be gay. I don't want you to, you know, I, don't, I want you to be you, do what you want to do. And, you know what, if you're, if you stay the way you are when you leave here, then great. You know, like, whatever. Clearly not his, his, uh, his intentions. Right. No, some awesome kills in the movie. I thought it was, I thought it was uh, really good. Like I said, Kevin Bacon, Anna Klumsky, who was like the guidance counselor. But yeah, she's really good. I, I recommend it. Hmm. The movie, not the camp. Yes. <laughs> I do not recommend the camp. No. Uh, I like to see Kevin Bacon as a villain. He, he is he, a great villain. Yeah, he, he does unhinged very well. Yeah. Okay, so number eight. This one's a little controversial. Well, Uh-oh. at least stuff surrounding uh, the release of this movie. Olivia Wilde Directed Don't Worry Darling, featuring Nick Kroll, Chris Pine, Harry Styles, Florence Pugh. She plays Alice, a loving housewife living the American dream. They live in 1950s-style suburban company town of Victory. Olivia Wilde plays her neighbor-slash-friend Bunny, and everything seems great. Her uh, So Florence Pugh, Alice... Her husband works at this top secret place, and you don't know what they do because it's top secret. It, it's like such like a cookie cutter community. Like everything's perfect. You know, the husband leaves in the morning. She kisses him. She goes. She cleans the house. She prepares dinner. 
but something sinister is lurking beneath the facade of this seemingly perfect town. Very fun, pretty trippy. I highly recommend this one. Florence Pugh is amazing as usual. Yeah, good one. I don't want to say anything more. All right. So my number eight was a new addition to my list. Almost like a last, well, basically a last minute addition. Uh, only because I saw the movie for the first time yesterday. <laughs> I'm going to go with Joe Bagos' new movie, Christmas Bloody Christmas. Nice. And I'm going to tell you, like, so I, I know, of course, like, I was excited when it, you know, when I saw it was, you know, coming out. So I saw a review on Instagram, and it was 0.1 out of 10. Oof. So essentially, it started with, you know, a spoiler warning. This movie is trash. Literally no context whatsoever. No moral meanings. No development. No story. Basically, it's about a killer android that appears out of nowhere and goes on a bloody rampage, which is, yes, that's that's, 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 that's what true. it is. <laughs> Half the kills were unnecessary. Kids, for example, was oh. there any legit reason? And he said the kills were seriously poor, and there was barely any blood. Bloody my ass. And if you're going to make a Rob Zombie-inspired movie, don't bore the audience with 29 minutes of nothing but boring-ass teens constantly cussing out of the blue. Okay, I'm guessing this curmudgeon is rather old because these were not teens. These were grown-ass adults. A woman owns the record store. Her friends own the toy store across the street. Yeah, so I'm. I'm. It was another podcast on Instagram that reviewed the movie. Mm. Um, so and it, so that just made me want to see the movie more because I like stupid shit like that. Yeah, I mean, when I saw the trailer, it, I mean, you, you go in knowing that it's a robot Santa killing people. So I mean, I don't know what you have to expect more than that. Right. I, I, I mean, obviously went, had low expectations because I'm like, eh, robot, but it was awesome. But I mean, I so far his other two movies have been fantastic. So I mean, I I went in with low expectations, but also somewhat high expectations, I guess, just because he's done some like awesome stuff. Yeah, it, this was a a fun fucking movie. It's definitely <laughs> so, on my Christmas watch list. So yeah. so it's it's Christmas Eve, and Tori just wants to get drunk and party with a robotic Santa Claus at a nearby toy store goes haywire and begins a rampant killing speed through her small town and she's forced into a battle for survival. So I had a couple problems at the beginning of this movie where, so I guess she owns a record store. Yes. And then, so her and employee, I forget his name, are on this drunken like night out because like he made fun of her Tinder, <laughs> Tinder date or whatever. So she bailed on him and they're, She's going on and on about like bands that cut their hair all of a sudden make shitty music. It, it's pretty funny because I'm like, I bet you the next thing she says is Metallica. And she goes, look at Metallica. They cut their hair and out comes Load. I'm sorry, but Load is an awesome album. So screw you. And also, so is Super Unknown. Which Super Unknown even, was, is, is was, a was, great album. It is a great album, yeah. Well, she's because she said uh, Chris Cordell cut his hair, and then they came I mean, out with like, Super his tips and yeah, 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 yeah. And that was my only issue. But uh, the best kill I thought was like the like was it the random dude outside who got the freaking like axe to the head and just kind of split it. it. That was awesome. Um, yeah. So there is a kid that gets killed. They show that in the trailer, kind of. So 
I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't expect it, but I mean, you, it, it was still a little brutal. It was like, whoa, the kid, Santa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was so good. It was a lot of fun, and yeah, this is going to be a yearly watch. Oh hell yeah! Okay, number seven. This one's actually a sequel. Director, writer, Damien Leone. Music by Paul Wiley. We're talking Art the Clown in Terrifier 2. So we have Lauren Lavera as Sienna, Elliot Fulham as her younger brother. So he's actually a, a YouTuber for quite a few years now, has been interviewing metal artists and actors. There's actually a really cool one of, like, he's wicked nervous trying to talk. Like, he's a little kid, and he's talking to Phil and Somno. And he's, like, so nervous, like, reading, like, his little script. And Phil's just like, come on, dude, just chill out, man. You're a cool fucking dude. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, he's in it. Felissa Rose, Chris Jericho, David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown. Uh, so there were rumors of people throwing up watching this movie. And I have to admit, it is pretty over-the-top gory. I didn't it, throw it, up, but it, it was it awesome. Is. I didn't, I didn't feel that like it was anything worse than I've seen before. Mm, no, no. I mean, but there, I mean, there were some, some some scenes, like for instance, the bed scene. Like, that was a whoa. <laughs> that was fucking brutal. <laughs> my my wife's in the other room. It's like, well, someone shut that bitch up, and I'm like, he's trying. <laughs> uh, great quote, by the way, from Art. That's it. That that was the quote. It's just. Dot, 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 dot. I, thought, I saw that on IMDb. I was like, what the hell? It's funny. Fun movie. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know, more supernatural than the, the first one. But, I mean, you had to expect that. He gets resurrected somehow. Uh, I'm guessing part three. If there's a part three, I'm assuming there's going to be a part three. This movie made a lot of money. Maybe it'll explain oh, yeah. his origin more so we know exactly what the hell's going on. All you need to know is that there's this creepy clown, and he goes around killing people. Yeah, I, I feel like he's starting to become the new... I don't want to call it... Well, I guess he's start, they're, they're, they're going mainstream, like that new mainstream horror slasher icon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So technically, this is his third movie. He was in yeah. All Hallows' Eve, Terrifier 1 and 2. Was All Hallows' Eve... Was that just like a short... Um, I didn't see the whole thing. I, th I think it's an anthology. I don't know. Okay. All right. So my number seven. So we're going to dive back into the making of the 10th album of Dream Widow. Ho-ho! Studio 666. Nice. This was such a fun movie. I mean, Mike, you already went over everything. Uh, legendary rock band, Foo Fighters. Well, sorry, not the Foo Fighters. Dream Widow. Moving into Encino Mansion, steeped in grisly rock and roll history to record their much-anticipated 10th album. Once in the house, Dave Grohl finds himself grappling with supernatural forces that threaten both the completion of the album and the lives of the band. Yeah, it great kills. There's really not a whole lot else to, to really say about it. Um, you can check out our episode that we did with Anthony from Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. We uh, break down the whole movie. Yeah, and uh, Dave Grohl's uh, grilling skills on point in this movie. <laughs> okay. All right, so this is going to wrap up the first half of our, our episode here. Here we come to number six. Now, I, I don't know if this term was coined for this particular movie, 
It's not a sequel. It's a requel. A requel? A requel. We're going with Scream 5, also known as Scream. Uh, yeah, so I don't think it's actually called Scream 5. But it's the fifth installment, 25 years after the Woodsboro murders. Ghostface is back to carve through a new cast of characters. Joining this entry, we have Jenna Ortega, Melissa Barrera, Jack Quaid, Mikey Madison, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Mason Gooding, Sonia Amar, Heather Matarazzo. Stack, stacked cast. The kills are amazing. Uh, Brian Tyler does the, the score. I mean, if you like Scream, you'll like Scream 2022. Yeah, this was fu- this was um, really well done. It was nice to see basically the, you know, the old cast meeting with like, it seems like now is going to be like the new generation of like cast going forward. Yes. Because I mean, isn't like Jenna Ortega's already signed on for number six, right? I mean, they're already making it. I, right. I think but it's I mean, set she's... in Manhattan as opposed to Woodsboro. Right. But I don't think um, I don't think Nev Campbell. I think she didn't want to do it, right? Uh, no, she is not involved, which is a huge mistake, I think. But not on her part. Apparently, they right, didn't no, want to pay her what she's worth, and she's worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, great job. It's always fun uh, hanging out with Ghostface. It is. It is. And I am nice looking to see... forward to to part six next year. I mean, it was it was essentially almost like the same followed like the same like template as like the first one except for like at the beginning you know drew barrymore's character is obviously like killed where the one in this one is just severely hospitalized yeah like bad yeah all right my number six i'm going with this is actually an anthology uh on netflix the cabinet of curiosities uh guillermo del toro Really, really, really good. Uh, it's eight episodes, so eight different stories. Directors like Panos Cosmatos has has one of the episodes. Oh, nice. Oh, so it's, it's different directors for each. Different different directors part. for each one. So you have episodes um, like the Graveyard Rats, where basically rats are eating into like going underneath like the, the like cemeteries, going into like the coffins and pulling the bodies. And, How do like, they get into the cement casing? Well, this is, like, way back in the day. So, like, this is, like, 1800s. Oh, okay, so before they knew 1900s. better. <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> just throw so, you in the river. So, and then there's, like, the giant mother rat and, and stuff like that. The autopsy, the outside, Pickman's model, dreams in the witch so house. Is this a show? It, it's a show on, well, it's an anthology show on Netflix. Okay. So each episode, different story. Each episode's a different story. They're, like, an hour long. Uh, Cast-wise, absolutely stacked. F. Murray Abraham, RoboCop, Peter Weller's in it, um, Andrew Lincoln, Crispin Glover. They got some, you know, some awesome, awesome fucking uh, people in the show. Definitely check it out. It was funny because we we watched the one with Peter Weller a couple nights ago. And, of course, Susan's like, the fuck am I watching? And, of course, like I caught, it was Panos Cosmatos. Okay, yeah. And then I'm like, she's like, who, like, who's the fucking director of this one? I'm like, it's the guy who did Mandy. Oh, I see it now. Because <laughs> it's such a Mandy-esque type, like, episode. Yeah. Which one did he but do? Definitely The Viewing. The Viewing. Okay. Is it, like, so, set at a wake? No. No. Okay. No, it's, it took, like, the entire time we're going, what the fuck is happening? 
Oh, God. What the fuck is happening? And then, if, and then finally, like, you know, you're like, oh, okay. Interesting. Great, great anthology. I suggest checking it out. Awesome. All right. Well, that does it for our first half. So check us out next week as we wrap up the top five movies of the year. In our. What? In our opinions. In our opinion. Yeah. All right. So fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. What was your favorite movie of the year? Let us know. Uh, check us out Instagram, Fans of the Dead Podcast, uh, Facebook, Fans of the Dead, fansofthedead.com. Check out all of our episodes there. You can get t shirts. You can check out our YouTube videos. Uh, Prescribed Films Podcast Network. Go to prescribedfilms.com. You can check out us and all the other shows that are, that are available on the network. Nice, yeah. Follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram. Go to YouTube. Hit all the subscribes and the likes that you can. Hit them all. Hit them hard. Yeah. Uh, So until next time, have fun. Be safe. Peace. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.